Sanders Snitker, Libertarian, Republican, and Political Hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and Political Has Been. Banter, lather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the West Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? Doing, uh... I'm doing all right for a 2023, but I'm not going to lie to you. I do feel like I'm kind of in homicidal mood hmm. for the week, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, I probably do. Probably a little too much. Yeah. Anger. Like, you know, look, if the anger, if the anger level was like, a, you know, on a scale of one to ten, it's probably a controlling nine. Wow. I'll put it at a controlling nine. Wow, you you didn't come well, no, across no, 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 as, no, no. as angry. I'll do today. it as a controlling eight. I'll do it as a control. But it's it's um it's a uh, you know I'm 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 holding on. You know I'm holding on. Right. But right. still, you know, when you look at everybody and think yeah, you should probably die. <laughs> yeah. When when you're having uh, genocidal thoughts, then yeah, that's usually uh, at least an eight on the anger scale, I'd say. But I feel like I'm controlling it well. Nobody died, so I, I mean, there's a, that's always a positive. I got to say, I'm I'm generally uh, right now. I'm I'm probably at a one on the anger scale. Oh, nice. Good for you. Yeah. I mean, Good for you. I don't get angry much. Yeah. You know. It's pretty rare. I, I'm at the point right now that even if somebody cuts in front of me where they're not even like I look back now and I'm like, well, that person probably didn't really cut in front of me. Right. But they got too close. Yeah. I, 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 I want them dead. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, it's not a really a healthy thing. No, it's it, even it's more unhealthy healthy. when I'm in yeah. the when there are there people in the car like the, the riders and stuff are in the car and right. that happens. And yeah. I'm like, don't kill them. Don't kill them. Yeah, don't kill them. Don't do it. Well, you've you've had an anger issue for a very long time, and I've been suggesting uh, anger management to you probably pretty much since as long as I've known you. Yeah, but what, the thing you probably don't know is that what I use for that is actually the show and you. Yeah, I know. I know. And I'm glad to be your emotional outlet here. Thank you, yeah. buddy. Yeah. I appreciate that. But, you know, I, don't, I was very happy to see you this morning. Were you? No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Would have never known, by the way. You well, because started you yelling at fucking, me the second well, you saw me. Well, because you told me. me to pinch it off, man. Well, I show up, man, and you're in the shitter like I'm, always. Hold on. You know? <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting here hold waiting. Was I here early? You were here early. All right. Yeah. So when you walked in. At the prescribed time. No, well, you which were you tried a little to late. No, no, I wasn't. I was, I was here 15 minutes early. Yeah, you, almost, you were in you the shitter the whole time. You almost fell for I it. I know. You tried to convince me that I was late. They, we were, you were supposed it. to be here at 10, and you were like, no, I wasn't. <laughs> like, yeah, what are you doing? We talked about this. <laughs> you almost like, had me. Yeah. You were like, oh, fuck, I was probably high <laughs> yeah. when he called. Shit. Maybe it was. Well, you know, most of the time when you call, I'm just, you know, trying to say whatever just to get you off the phone, you know? Yeah. I just hate talking on the phone. You, you do. I don't understand that I either. absolutely despise you hate talking that. on the phone. Danielle hates that. Kelly hates that. Really? I don't think Mikey even likes it. Yeah. None of, none of y'all do. And I like to talk to people on the phone. And it's not that I have that millennial thing where they're like actually afraid of having phone they conversations. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I'll pick up the phone and call someone. But to me, a telephone is a, a instrument for simply conveying information. That's it. 
You know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm incapable of having like an in-depth conversation with someone on the telephone. Yeah, no, Unless it's, it's technical in nature and part of my job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But for me, it's just, that's a vehicle. Yeah, I will you say only though, communicate with people in person. There's yeah. a certain high point you have like within your high realm. Right. Where I do think that you, for at least a brief 10 minute period, enjoy talking on the phone. Right. I think I every once in a while when I call yeah, you, ten minutes I will is my get, absolute I will maximum. Get that, like I'll get like I hit the sweet spot. Yeah, and yeah. I'll call you. Yeah, and it's really a fun. I I cherish those moments actually. <laughs> yes. So you just call me randomly, hoping to hit one of those moments. Well, you know, like I don't want to. I don't try to call too much, but I, when I am calling, I'm hoping. Like I do pick a certain period of time where I think I might hit that spot. Right. You know what I mean? Like if the surge is going, the Adrian surge. All right. Well, in that case, from now on, I, when you call me, I will only answer the phone if I am, no, so, if I am high. Look, sometimes I got to talk to you. All right. So you just got to pick up the fucking phone when I call, Dick. Yeah. Well, normally it's you conveying a bit of information where a text would do. I feel like that guy on those progressive commercials. No, no, you don't need to leave your full voicemail. No, no, you don't need to leave a callback time. A text will do nine times out of ten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, All right, let's get in. Well, and happy 2023, everybody. Hopefully, uh, everybody had a good, uh, safe um, New Year's uh, time or whatever. Right. Um, but Adrian, uh, you have here uh, written for your story. You have a citrus bowl recap. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'd like to get. Uh, did, hold on. How did it affect your fantasy team? Uh, it did not even remotely. However, however, uh, the uh, oh, uh, Demar. Oh, what's his name? Demar Hamlin, uh, that actually affected my fantasy team dramatically. Oh, did it really? <laughs> yeah, it did. It so did. you were like, put those fuckers back on the field and play some ball. Uh, yeah, I kind of was because I had Josh Allen and the, you know, the, the. It wasn't the championship game. We were playing for third place, uh, you know, uh, but uh, playing against my son actually in that bracket, and uh, he was ahead of me, but I had, uh, you know, Josh Allen ready to play yeah, so, so i was gonna i was gonna points. win oh yeah i was he was only five points ahead of me and i had josh allen playing for three more quarters and you know uh, of course she under the circumstances you absolutely stop the game i mean when you see your buddy out there getting cpr you're not gonna go back on the field and play football so i understand the circumstances All right, i actually want to talk about this separate right? i don't this goes into a citrus well bowl you brought story. it up you brought it up you know well, I, no i actually asked for a citrus bowl recap and how it affected you your fantasy team. uh-huh uh-huh see you but see you segmented me there and it backfired on you because you try to use oh how did that do on your fantasy team like it's some and i don't even understand how that's some kind of insult or anything so this is totally your fault that we're talking about I'll take this the right blame now. for this one i'll take yeah. the blame for this one but uh yeah so we'll, we'll come back to that but anyway the citrus bowl man that was awesome and uh yeah like i told so you who played uh it was uh purdue and lsu and lsu just the boilermakers versus the tigers wow wow mr Spal sports ball where'd you pull that out of? <laughs> i don't fucking know <laughs> back in the recesses of your mem memory when you were a sports fan yes yeah well uh yeah lsu just kicked the crap out of the boilermakers man it was like 62 to 7 oh my god <laughs> yeah it was a blowout like what the fuck were the purdue boilermakers doing in the fucking in that game to begin with then? <laughs> right but uh you know in all honesty i i don't have much uh, skin in the game for either team you know uh my wife you know my sister-in-law my father-in-law went to purdue you know so it, it, it there oh, was jesus a, christ there was that you know so i had to you know tacitly root for the the boilermakers the, hold on were they were they wearing purdue stuff in there who 
Your they family. weren't there. No, they weren't there. Oh, no, they weren't. Me, there. my two sons, and then a, a friend of ours uh, all went. The four of us. So it was you. just four guys, you know. So we were in. We four were dudes. Yeah, we were in party mode. I got yeah. you. But it was all inclusive, man. Like we had the essentially the backstage passes. We could get anywhere. You know, I was I was walking around like Lilo Dallas multipass. You know, <laughs> we had the badges with our pictures on it, and you know, like we'd we'd walk up to places. They'd just look at our tags, like ah, yeah, you can go there. You know, club level, the parties. You know, free drinks, free food. You know, good food. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, but uh, you know, the the free drinks were much better. So like free liquor drinks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Didn't matter. You get whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like so. It's how sloshed were you show. by the time you were done? Uh, well, I uh, you, before the game, I got pretty good and lit up. But clearly I was driving back to Tampa. So uh, like uh, end of the first quarter, I cut myself off and switched to water because I, I had to, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it was a good time, man. Just had a blast, and you know, uh, uh, thank you to uh, to my uh, nephew who uh, got us the passes because uh, he did the he's a A ten pilot, and they did the flyover. Yeah, 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 pretty awesome. So that was a that was a really good time. Had a lot of fun there. That's it. That's all you got. That's it. Yeah, and no crazy stories. Just you know, good time. Oh fuck! Yeah. I really thought I, I'm, I'm disappointed. Why? No, I was, I was hoping for something more than that. No, no, nothing really. You know, just it was uh, it was cool to get the VIP treatment. Yeah, it is always nice to get. That, the that's VIP. always fun. Like I don't even give a fuck what game you're going to. Yeah, right. If you get a VIP treatment for a game, like, right? Then you don't. It doesn't even matter. Never got my goodie bag though. I they had the goodie bags uh-huh. there, and I'm like, oh, I'll grab a goodie bag, and it's it, yeah, I didn't end up getting it. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. So we just kind of wandered every. We had we had seats actually like six rows back on the fifty yard line. You know, didn't even sit there. We, we we sat down there for like fifteen minutes, and then we just went here you because know, we had access to everywhere. So we just yeah, wandered. You, don't, hold on. you right. had access to everywhere, and you didn't really care about the game, right? So given those oh, two and the factors, game was a blowout. You're just ten minutes in; it was clear it was over. Yeah, you know. So yeah, it just so it just ended up being kind of a wandering party. You know? Yeah, but good time, good time. Um, so I have I'll go with the Uber story to start the year off. All right. And it is a uh, fifteen-year-olds are the worst. Is the uh, is the name of it? So, and I even forget what morning it was. It wasn't New Year's morning, that's for sure. But it was it was during this week. It was a morning, and I was on my way to pick up um, uh, a scheduled ride. But I had enough time left to where one pinged in, and when it pinged in, I was like, "Fuck!" Ugh. Sometimes I just hate it when one pings in because you never know what you're gonna get. And at that time in the morning, like it could be like a chocolates. drunk person or something like that. So it could kind of suck. And it was like Third Avenue South in St. Pete, so you definitely don't know what you're going to get when you have Third Avenue South in St. Pete. You right. Know what I'm saying. Right. So I get there, and there's this woman that comes out, younger woman. She gets in the car, and already she's crying. And I was like, "Is everything all right?" And she's like, "Yeah." And then she's like, "No." And then she just starts fucking bawling. Oh, jeez. Right? right. And I'm like, "Well, what's wrong?" And she's like, "My son is just the worst," and blah 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 blah. And I'm like. So what happened? And so I guess this mother told her son to brush his teeth. And I guess she has a fucked up front tooth. And so his response to her was like, I'm going to take dental advice from someone like you. (laughs) Ouch. Which (laughs) dug right to the fucking bone for this one. Right. So she left. She's leaving the house to go to her mother's because she's doesn't like she's just fraught with emotion and doesn't want to kill the kid. Right. 
You know what I mean? And, you know, at 15 years old, like, you're just a fuck. Why are they such assholes at 15 years old? Right. And she's like, if anybody else would have said it to me, you know, wouldn't have pay, I wouldn't have paid it no mind. But my son saying it to me was just was so hurtful. Like, he really hurt me. Right. And right. I felt really bad for this woman. Right. And I'm just like, look, at 15 years old, this is how they are. They're just assholes. At this right. Age. And, yeah. You know, like when you were 15, how did you deal with your mother? And she's like, I don't very well. And she's <laughs> right. crying her eyes Aww. out. And I felt really, really bad. And I had like seven miles with her. So, you know, I get her to where she's got to go. And, you know, I stopped the car. She gives me a tip, actually, which I, you know, thank you. Right. But I get out of the car and give her a fucking hug. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I'm like. Like I, again, here's the thing. She actually wasn't an unattractive woman, right? She just had a fucked up front tooth. Yeah, you know. And so I just get out and I give her a hug. I'm like, it's going to be okay. Just go talk to your mother and then go back over there and explain to your son how he hurt you. He's probably not going to listen now, but he'll hear those words later on and he'll apologize for that shit for like a decade. Yeah, yeah. But at the time, though, like 15 year olds don't give a fuck. Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing that. It, well, there's no father around either. Yeah, and that that was another factor. That's the thing, also, because someone needs to explain to that kid that you can't talk to your mom the same way you could can to a guy, or you know, that's a that's a territory where if he was saying it to the dad, it would have been a, a different story. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, because you put dude, a dad well, in the, that situation, the kid would have fucking ended up on the floor. Eh, not necessarily. It's it's like. I don't know. That's that's something that's going to be much more hurtful uh, from a son to a mom than from a son to a dad. Oh yeah, you see yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so no. yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I guess it, here's the thing: if Mikey said it to me, I wouldn't do anything to him. If Mikey said it to either Kelly or Danielle, I'd beat the shit out of him. Well, you got a fucked up front too, too. Well, I know, but yeah, yeah, so. but I, you know. Mine are all fucking falling out. Be like, so. I'm going to take yours out. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> like, right. you, you're about to miss one, motherfucker. <laughs> right. like, we're we're, we're about to be square here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to be good. You're going to wish you didn't say that shit. <laughs> right. So, but with the, with with that hey, one, hey, I, hang on a second. Let's just say that's a radio bit, and Alex does not beat his child. <laughs> take the fifth I'm gonna take the fucking fifth on that one nah nah like, I'm not gonna beat the shit out of Mikey I'm not no. gonna beat the shit out of Mikey he says that shit to Kelly or Danielle though it's fucking on though oh yeah make yeah. no mistake they about might that beat the shit out you're gonna be fucking done like <laughs> right. I'm gonna fucking put you on the ground and just start fucking like I'm gonna put you on the ground and just start fucking like like, like I'm gonna do bad things no no you're if he said that Danielle or Kelly you'd probably have to defend him <laughs> you know, you have to protect that boy. <laughs> All right. So, speaking of phone calls this week. Yes. All right. So, Alex calls me up and says, uh, and real sheepish, too. <laughs> like, hey, man, I, I kind of want to talk about something on the show. And I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be, you know, what's he want to talk about? It's something that's so sensitive, you know? And he's like, and I really need you to. To, you know, just not shit all over it. You kept saying that. I know you're going to shit on it. Don't shit all over it. Yeah. I said uh, you can put a couple pebbles on it, but don't. <laughs> fuck, I, I don't need the full turn. And, and I'm like, all right, well, what is it? Thinking it was going to be some, you know, important, deep, personal type thing. And he says, I, I want to talk about the Speaker of the House situation. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, if it's that important to you, I won't shit on it. So having said that, I am now taking off my anarchist hat. And putting on my uh, political hack hat, my uh, we'll say our, my political analyst hat, okay? 
I think and hack was better. I think hack's a better word I, for it. I don't even think I can do hack because I just... Yeah, you know, okay, you, analyst. Okay, you got you to be on a team to be a hack, you know? Well, so, that's true. So go ahead and take us into the events uh, in the House of Representatives this week. Okay, so this week was... The first thing that the House can ever do before it does anything else is elect a speaker. Right. Now, typically, this process is done. It, it happens when there's a change of, uh, you know, the, the balance of power from Republican to Democrat in the House. No, not necessarily. They elect a speaker every time. Right, but it most often happens under those circumstances. It's rare, unless someone is retiring, that the Speaker of the House changes. Well, the, no, no. Okay. Yeah. That or, part or is unless true. Unless there's a balance of power that, change. Yeah, that, yeah, that part is true. But the process itself still happens, though. Correct. So at that time, like behind, and again, what happens is the conferences meet separately and behind closed doors, they will hold a vote, one that the public doesn't see. And then the way it's supposed to go or the way that they deem it's supposed to go is whoever wins that, then their whole conference just votes for that person. Right. That's the way it's supposed to go. And for well, two- when you say it's supposed to go, just we we should preface that <laughs> well, by saying that I don't agree with the way it's supposed to go. Well, no, no, no. It's supposed to go is not the way to really say it. that's kind of been the the tradition. There's no rules per se, but that traditionally that's how it happens. Yeah, tradition. So as is tradition, right? Um, and so this week they were going to have the vote because the Republicans have taken over the the House now. The lead that the Republicans have within the House is not very, very many votes. And in order to win the speakership, you have to get a majority of the people that are there voting at the time. And because it's so close, the Republicans could only afford to lose a couple. And in the beginning, the first vote, 19 of the Republicans are like, fuck you, McCarthy, and we're just not going to vote for you. Right. So in in like a hundred, well they they put up Byron Donalds at one point they did yeah in the beginning well, they kind of like nice guy by the way oh I like Byron Donalds yeah he, he's a good guy I met him a couple times and we it, talked to him a little bit look you got to yeah. remember when Byron's was first coming up in politics yeah was like two thousand nine two thousand ten right so at all the meetings that we would go to down in the southwest yeah Florida we were always area, crossing paths with him yeah and, yeah I get along with him. Byron very well actually he, he's he's actually a nice guy I was kind of you know partially rooting for him because I mean look he's still a politician so don't get me wrong oh yeah but as as far as politicians go he seems like an actual human being yes you know yeah I, look i like byron a lot i actually like byron a lot and i was happy that his name got floated up there and stuff like that yeah um but but at any rate so these republicans were like fuck this we're not gonna fucking vote for mccarthy and just started not voting for him and they had a list led led by the ultimate douchebag of all time uh matt gates yes and yeah. th- and this goes into the problem right so this is the fr- th- like I, there's so many different things to talk about here but the first problem is if you listen to what they were looking for like their list of demands like other than anybody but mccarthy right other than that if you listen to the list of their demands they are looking for and the media will call it, you know, weakening the speaker, which, again, th- there's truth to that. However, in all reality, it's giving the members themselves more power, mm-hmm. which is something that the media seem to glo- not only gloss over, but to view as a negative over and over again. So it, there's and again, in, in listening to this, there's so many different layers of this. But in all reality, fuck all of them at the same time for different reasons. So the first one I want to get into, the first part about it is the media aspect of it. That the reporting of this 
was so fucking skewed and fucked up that it wasn't even funny. And the reason I say that is this. If you listen to people like Amash and some of the things that Amash was complaining about when he was up there was that you couldn't have an amendment on anything. Like all the power that you're rep- you think your representative is supposed to have doesn't have because the speaker has put in so many rules that they've stopped the democratic process from actually happening. So all these motherfuckers in the media that are like, you know, democracy and democracy and democracy this and democracy that, and I want a democracy sandwich and democracy is the only way to go, are such the anti-democratic group of people that they are that it's almost scary that they don't even realize their own hypocrisy. And, and right. what I mean by is th- these guys is listed to me. Now, you can hate Matt Gates, You can like Matt Gates. I don't personally like the guy. Either way you feel about them, their list of demands was that they wanted it to be easier to get rid of the speaker. They wanted to be able to have amendments on the floor. Like they wanted to have to to vote on all the different earmarks that were going on. The things that they were trying to do when it comes to the process would actually add democracy to the process. Right. So if that's what you're looking for, well, they, then they, they would got do this. some of those concessions. Oh, no, no. They got some of those concessions. Yeah. And this goes into the look again. There's a bunch of different layers to this. But they actually got their way on that stuff. And if you listen to authoritarian psychopaths like NPR, that they were viewing these things as negatives. Right. Because ultimately they love the power that the speakership holds and they want the that power to grow, not to get worse. Yeah. And so so do the majority of Americans. Well, unfortunately, you're probably right about that, too. Oh, I'm um, totally right about that. Now, the second thing was the people that were the pro-McCarthy group that were mad at these other people. And it goes to scumbags like Dan Crenshaw. And what they would do is say, well, the American people don't care about this. Which, in one aspect, I, in a weird way, I do understand the point that he's trying to make. But fuck you anyway, because they should care. And you, as a representative, should try to explain to people what they were actually doing. But you didn't, because you're a fucking neocon right. scumbag piece of shit. And you... and. I think there's nothing that pisses me off more than when somebody's asked an honest question and the response is, well, it's too highbrow for the American people to understand that. He's not wrong, though. He's not wrong. He is wrong, but he's not wrong. Right. Like, the fact is, you people like Dan Crenshaw enjoy the fact that the American public is so ignorant to what you do up there. It's not... Yeah, but they're intentionally ignorant. Look... Here's what you have to understand is that this is (laughs) in the grand scheme of things, as much as the American people like to bitch about politics and everything like that, the American people want strong leaders telling them what to do. The only thing they disagree on is who those strong leaders are, what personalities those strong leaders have. I'll give you an example. Okay. I just saw somewhere on the internet all the upcoming blockbusters of 2023. Yeah. Okay. The vast majority of them are superhero movies. Yeah. Okay. The American people love superhero movies because they want to believe there are special people who are better than them and they can fix all their problems. That is why the American people love superhero movies. 
And it is one of the reasons that I despise the fact that there are so many superhero movies. But what Dan Crenshaw is saying is absolutely and 100% correct. And what the media is saying about, you know, defending the strong speaker and the strong president and the executive orders and, you know, it's all that mindset. And we have created that mindset. And there's a lot of people in very high places that work very hard to ensure that the American people maintain that mindset. Okay. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, kind of, I know. I, kind, I know. I know. I, no, no, no. I don't. Dis- Here's the thing. I'm glad you said what you said. I'm, I, I, you're not shitting on it. Okay. So I'm record. trying not to. No, no, but, no, no, no. Yeah. no. You're, that, was, that was not a shit on. Okay. Hold on. That, was not, that, that wasn't even like a shark. Oh, okay, good. So good. no, no, no. That was a, it. Was a point. Listen, I understand the point that you're making. Right. And in, in some ways, I don't necessarily disagree with it. The part, and then maybe this goes into my own naivete. You can call it whatever you want to call it. I, I, Crenshaw I'll call it should n- know idealism. better. Yeah. And they, he does. And you should take this opportunity to explain to the American people, like it. It's one of those times where it's it you. People got to know, like, if you're so worried about democracy, you just saw it in action. That's the thing. Like, the people that were all mad was like, look, it was better to do this out in the open than to do this behind closed doors. Like, it's always done behind closed doors where it's an anointment thing. Right. It was great that those guys did what they did. Don't get me wrong. They were scumbags. And weird people were on weird sides of issues. Like, for instance, Marjorie Taylor Greene was supporting McCarthy along with Donald Trump. And then the people that were the MAGA people were the ones fighting them. And then when they said, well, Trump said you could do it. Well, I don't care what Trump says. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Like... He doesn't even control the madness that's going on over there. No. No one controls it. Like, it's all a facade with these people. And But he, yet, hang on. The, from, from your argument, the, the MAGA people, who actually weren't listening to Trump in this case, are actually the ones that are in the right. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. Now here's the in, thing. Hold on. No, no, yeah. no. Here's the thing, though. But the second thing was this: if you're going to do something like this, then maybe you ought to have a fucking plan too, though. And so for these guys that were holding out, they weren't holding out for any one person. They just started fucking naming names at this point. They were like, at one point it was Byron Donalds. At one point it was Andy Biggs. Hell, at one point they nominated Donald Trump. Like, they, <laughs> did like, that? Did that happen? Matt Gates voted nominated Donald Trump at one point. Yeah, to be Speaker I, of the House, you, you're you, allowed to do that. No, no. They, you do not really? be a member of Congress to be the speaker. I did not know oh, that. Oh yeah, you do. I mean, never's going to happen. But like, <laughs> like how, how how could that happen? Because the speaker, the speaker doesn't need to be the speaker doesn't need to be a member of Congress in order to but be the, the speaker, speaker has a vote. Mm, yeah, the speaker I, has a vote. Hold on, the speaker wouldn't have a vote if he wasn't a member. No shit. Yeah, I didn't know that was constitutionally authorized. Yeah, yeah. No, it totally. It's totally a thing. You no can totally, You don't have to be a member in order to be the speaker. Oh wow. How but, do I apply? I don't know. Amash tried. Amash tried his ass off. He was actually up there. He was in the chambers. I, I would filibuster just for the entire my entire term and just make sure nothing got passed. Well, I don't think you could filibuster. Well, you could just not present anything because you're the you one who, too. You're the one who gets to set the agenda. Yeah. So it, our agenda is adjournment. Yeah. Now the funny thing is, is that the Dems were acting like this is mass chaos and other than and that, but there was a, some people because one of the podcasts I listen to is The Hill Rising and it's got this woman by the name of Brianna Joy Gray that's on it, which to be honest. I I don't like this woman, but she was 
talking about this thing, and she was actually kind of jealous. She was jealous because when you remember, there was opposition to Pelosi, and there was this thing they were trying to do called force the vote, right. which was to force Medicaid for all as a vote on the floor to see if it would up or down pass or whatever. Um, and the, but the progressives that were in the Democrat Party ended up just falling in line with Nancy Pelosi and just going with it. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a bunch of weak bitches. Yeah. So those some of those people are actually a little bit jealous because like all the arguments that the other people in the Democrat caucus had against them at the time was, well, you're going to elect McCarthy as speaker if you do that, which was a fucking lie. Like they lied to them, but they were somehow able to get this thing going. Right. Right. So you got the establishment all up in arms. You got the media all up in arms like these guys are terrorists and this and this and blah, 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 whatever. And at the end of the day, McCarthy was still going to win. Like th- at the end of the day, th- there was no way that they were going to get rid of McCarthy. And for McCarthy, oh, sure, the whole thing was negotiation process. And to and to McCarthy's credit, like I would not have been able to handle. Like it's weird what a sc- sometimes when you are that much of a scumbag, I guess you could say. Because I'm not going to give him saying something nice about him. If you're as much of a scumbag as McCarthy is, and you have no shame as as McCarthy does, then you're able to be embarrassed basically all week long and still have a smile on your face. Right. You know, right. and he did. And finally, the, the I guess the thing that happened last night at like midnight was is that all those Republicans just voted present. So it lowered the threshold mm-hmm. that McCarthy needed in order to win. No longer needed 218. Yeah. yeah. And so he ended up getting like 216 or something like that. And he was able to win the speakership at that point. Right. And so those people saved face because then they didn't have to vote for him. Um, but at the same time, and we'll see what kind of things what kind of things happen um, when it comes to the weakening of the speaker. But more than likely, they those people did accomplish something in which was to weaken the power of the speaker, well, which in all reality is a win. They did an interesting thing, and that is uh, they set a new rule, essentially, or part of the negotiation uh, to get the holdouts to vote present was to set a rule that any single member can essentially call for a vote of no confidence in the speaker and uh, call for a vote for the speaker to be removed, which that's awesome. I hope we're removing the speaker every week. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. It would be nice, right? Yeah. So the case because you got to figure now, uh, any Dem can vote to remove the speaker and just cause chaos. Yeah, yeah. You know, Republican when it's you know it turns over again. So that could just be you know a fun <laughs> all the time, rotating speakers well, every week. Yeah, and the thing about it is this though: the Republicans and and McCarthy and them look, man. They did this to themselves, man. This is not something where they were hijacked on because. They did such a bad job in the last election that they made it so tight. Like the Republicans were supposed to win like 30 fucking seats that they didn't fucking win or 20 something seats. So they should have had a huge majority, but they didn't. And because they didn't, it gave more power to these people to be able to gum up the works in the beginning. Not that any of it matters because it doesn't matter what bill gets passed through the House right now. The Senate's still controlled by the Democrats, and it ain't going to go anywhere. None of this stuff is going to go anywhere. It's awesome. It, it's it's mass chaos, which, again, in this aspect, you, you view it as a good thing. You know, thing. my favorite part of this whole thing is the fact that there was almost a fist fight between representatives on the floor of the House. Yes, <laughs> which, is, which is not, again, this is not anything new. So Mike Rogers actually appeared to lunge at Gates and was held back by Houston. <laughs> like this is and this is Friday night after Rep McCarthy failed to garner enough vote, and so they, he actually lunged at him, 
Like, I mean, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hudson's uh, basically about to put him in a uh, <laughs> sleeper hole there. He's got him by <laughs> arm around his jaw there. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> mean, the back. for real, yeah, man. That's what we need more of. That's I mean, really like, what we need more of. Oh, it, yeah. Is, I is mean, fist fights on the floor of the house. I mean, well, and here's the thing. This, nothing's better than that. Look, I'll, I will also say this. Look, most of the time, look, they're disagreeing outside, but they're all together partying on the inside. I think there's definitely some hurt feelings here at this point of some things that ain't going to be fixed. And another thing, Matt Gates will not win the next time. Matt Gates is going to lose the next election that he's involved in because I don't think that there's there is such going to be such a mass amount of people you know the leadership that they're going to go so whole hog in his district to get rid of him that it ain't even funny matt gates is a fucking felon man matt gates is a, 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 a pedophile a a child sex trafficker i mean that dude should be in prison let alone in congress yeah yeah but it's appropriate that he's there yeah it makes total sense i mean it's funny <laughs> as shit though man uh, it is funny as shit, man. Well, thank God that we finally have a Speaker of the House and America can move ahead with the, the biz, getting the business done of the American people. Well, God I, bless I, America. Look, the other thing that I'm a little irritated about, though, is like I really was hoping that it wasn't finished by the time we did the show on Saturday. <laughs> right. So I'm totally disappointed <laughs> that know. last night is when they actually got this thing freaking done. You were hoping they were on round 27. Like, give me another week, man. <laughs> give me another week just so I can get on the show. Like, I, like Saturday couldn't come quick enough. I was like, oh, man, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's get this done. Let's get this done. You know, let's let's you know keep going, keep going. You know, but the thing uh, that really amazes me is that you're still so interested in this. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and, and you you still, I don't know. It's, and I don't want to call it naivete. I, I almost want to call it idealism and optimism. You know, for such an angry man, you still have that that kernel of faith in uh, the the government. You know, you do. You like when you were talking about Crenshaw and and how he should be talking to the American people. It shows that you still have that idealism that it it can be better. And, and from my perspective, you just fail to realize that none of these people are acting in anybody but their own interest, man. <laughs> none of these people are doing you're anything. Not, okay, hold on. First off, for you're us. not you're not wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong. It it, it, it look behind any cynic is, uh, what do they call that, a disaffected... Disillusioned idealist. A disillusioned idealist. idealist. Yeah. I I will forever be a disillusioned idealist. I, I, I realize it. I will be a forever... Like, I want... It's weird this week, because this week was a really weird week, because I was driving around most of the week thinking, like, I, I live, or we live, in an, like, evil world. Mm-hmm. Like, like... Like we live in such evil times, in my mm. opinion. Now it's it's definitely been worse. I mean, it's it's better than it has been historically. Well, yeah, and that's the part I struggle with. Right. But at the same time, though, that the the forces of evil are a consolidating power. B are able to flex it at will, they, and B have created like a technical you know, cage or whatever you want to call it. That is That's the worst that it's ever, I mean, like there's no hiding anything anymore. We, we are in a period of increasing evil, consolidating power currently. However, on that, if, if you're looking at that graph, 
we were at a civilization was at kind of a low point in the past few decades and now it's starting to ramp back up but we're still nowhere near we were a hundred years ago 500 years ago you you see what i'm saying no no that's true so as far as the overall trend um you know the, the world is on average becoming less evil but we're currently in you know a period of increasing evil increasing totalitarianism uh, increasing repression of, in certain ways, uh, with increasing uh, freedom and justice and equality in other ways. So yeah, it's, just, it's a weird it's, dynamic right now. I just feel like like if it was a game of chess, like, man, they set all the pieces up, man, and they're like two moves away from checkmate. Uh, they're They're farther than you think. But they're trying real hard, <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. uh, it's just yeah. it's one of those things. And when you see things like this and you watch the reaction from the media, like I don't understand how more people aren't like seeing what's going on and understanding like past the red team, blue team thing of like, well, I think a lot of people are. I th- you, like we were just reporting on a couple of weeks yeah, yeah, ago. Yeah, most people don't give a fuck. More people and are I, checking out. And most people probably didn't even recognize what was going on. So I guess that there is something. Eh. that, And that could be something that that I should be able to glean Here's something positive from it. I think that, that more and more people are starting to realize that governments are completely separate from them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's really, and I think that's an important step. Uh, because I, I think more and more people are starting to, to say, I have no power to control any of this. I realize that voting is is just, you know, that the, the opiate of the masses and that, you know, it, nothing I do matters. So the best thing I can do is keep my head down and ignore it as much as possible and do absolutely the minimum that I have to do to keep myself out of jail. Yeah. You know, and that's really, I think, how most people approach uh, dealing with this sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I guess you're right. I just, like I said, I just, and don't get me wrong. Look, and I put in for the show notes here, more political theater or something else. And I think that this actually was more something else than political theater, even though I do think it was political theater. All right. Well, so what's your take on that? What do you think is the, the underlying something else? Well, the underlying something else was the exposure of certain people and certain groups and certain institutions to see how they acted, but I don't know if people saw that or not. Like Some when you did, hear, I'm sure. like yeah. when you hear about people like MSNBC that talk about you know democracy and things like that. Well, what right. the fuck do you call what just happened? Oh yeah, yeah. like that's democracy, Dick. That's not fascism. That w- fascism is just anointing someone. Well, like democracy is challenging votes, going through the process. Like the thing is, is like, I don't even want democracy, like per se, like. But if that's what your complaint is, then you just saw what that was. And instead of them celebrating it, they chided it. Well, you have to understand that the level <laughs> of dishonesty in media has never been higher. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the, the level of partisanship in media has never been higher. Um, so essentially, you're going to get into what you have uh, essentially is you have media organizations who are 100 percent on one team or the other. And there's there's no hiding it whatsoever. I mean, if you watch Fox News, for example, or listen to NPR, it's almost as if like they're operating in two completely different universes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And so you have to understand that the way that they categorize these things has very little to do with objective reality and almost exclusively to do with 
um, you know, what they perceive their team to be winning or losing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, again, you have to just <laughs> take any of the media. Your expectations on the media should be so dramatically, you know, low that uh, it, it shouldn't even bother you, the the things that they report on. You know what you I'm know, saying? I, it, it shouldn't, yeah. but it does. Yeah. Like, yeah. here's the thing. When That's my, why and, my anger level is two and yours is eight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so I, I, I have the hourly update from NPR and the hourly update for Fox on my podcast. Then. Right. So you can just kind of like, I always like to hear what the hourly updates are just to see what's going on. You know right. what I mean? To get the top line stuff. But also I do both of them because it, you're right. It's two completely different stories. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you can listen to the both of them and then get at least a little bit of an idea of what's going on. Right. Not even that they say anything that's true or accurate, but it's almost sometimes what they don't say in each one of them. Right. That, that kind of kind of lays it all out yeah and you're not you know what you're right i'm just a disaffected idealist man i'm just i'm just well, a, you, here's I the really, thing though. i wish i wasn't here's, i wish i i, I like i just it's okay oh. it's okay it's okay because you're i still care you're i still care you're at the last step before enlightenment i guess you know i just I, it's like you're you're on the right path you're just you just got one more step to make, and that is to realize that none of it, absolutely none of it, matters at all. Yeah, I guess <laughs> you you're know? right. That's where you need to be. I just would like to live in a world in which sometimes people would like instead of. Now you're right. Never mind. What am I fucking thinking? You, you just right. look once, uh, once, ah! once you get there, then you, you will be ready to be accepted as a deacon. In the church of the solar flare. <laughs> Dude, here's the thing. After listening to some of this stuff, I mean, we got other articles, but like, man, I'm telling you what, dude, that solar flare couldn't come quick enough. <laughs> right. Now, there's another thing I do want to get into. So let's first talk about, we'll talk about your fantasy team here. So why? No, 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 no. I'm not even saying it as a negative thing. So you weren't able to get, oh, right. <laughs> you weren't able to win right. because Unfortunately, the Bills against the Bengals game stopped. Right. And the reason that it stopped is that after what I would call a routine fucking tackle, by the way, because I've seen the clip, it yeah. was a routine tackle. Uh, the well, Bills he did. He did. He made the tackle. Uh, Hamlin actually made the tackle. And the guy, the, the uh, runner that he was tackling actually kind of lowered his head. And he, so he did kind of get a helmet to the chest. Um, so that could have, uh, you know, cause that actually, if an impact to the chest happens at, at, at the exact precise millisecond, it can cause a arrhythmia and cause cardiac arrest. Yeah. So that could have happened or he could have just gone into cardiac arrest, you know, for some other reason. Yeah. We don't, I don't know that well, they've, but they've the dude, been able to diagnose so that yet. So DeMar Hamlin tackles the guy. He stands up, Ma- and gets then right back just, up, and then just collapse. And when I saw it happen, I, I I said, "Oh, that that dude just had a heart attack," because that's exactly what it looked like. Yeah, you know, because there was no like head impact. There was nothing that could have been like any type of spinal injury. You know, he he jumped right up from the hit, no problem. Took a step and then just collapsed. Oh yeah, you know, and it was very very scary. Yeah, it was. And it was. you know, because of that, you know, they were doing CPR on the field, right? All the players were just distraught oh, they were to no end. Well, yeah, you you see a, a player out there and they're given CPR to, you know, that's you know, like that's bad. That dude's heart stopped. Yeah, yeah, this is bad. 
And so at that point, they got him off the field. They took him to a hospital. He was doing very, very badly for a while, but now he's re- improved. Yeah. So much so that, from my understanding, when he first woke back up, he couldn't talk because you know he's got the right. tube in his in his in his in his mouth. Right. That his first question was, "Did we win the game?" Yeah. <laughs> right. Which goes awesome. to show you. Well, hold on. Goes to show you that the NFL made the wrong move because Hamlin said they should have finished the game. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, the, the his teammates couldn't go on. Well, it sounds like the other team couldn't either. Like they, they were going to make them get on the field, and then they just said, "No, we're no. not doing it." Yeah, yeah. Like they so, all just said, "Nope, we're not doing it." Uh, you know, that is the kind of where thing. Where are you at on that one, by the way? No, I kind of agree with it because that that's the kind of thing where, when it gets to that point, you think you think your your friend, your colleague, might be dead. You know. Uh, he could have very well been dead at that point because they're still doing compressions essentially as right until they were loading them in the ambulance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and they did like 10 or 15 minutes of compressions. Yeah. Uh, like he was clinically dead for like nine minutes, right? Is that what it is? Uh, well, when they're doing compressions, essentially what you're doing is you're keeping the blood circulating. You're keeping some form of yeah, but you're brain dead though at that point. No, not necessarily. Okay. When, when they are doing compressions, um, there is uh, the, the the basically just the impact of the chest is causing some respiration. It's causing some blood flow. So essentially, what you're doing is you're keeping the brain and the organs alive because you're circulating the blood. You're getting some oxygen in and out of the bloodstream by okay. the compressions. Um, so you're essentially acting as a machine keeping them alive. Okay. You know, that, that's right. what the... Tre- so when you're doing chest compressions, you're not necessarily trying to restart the heart, which you're you're trying to do that too, but the main thing is you're keeping the blood flowing, you're keeping the oxygen flowing, and you're keeping those organs from having catastrophic failures, specifically, most importantly, the brain, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what you're doing. So that's, that's the reason that you do... Uh, CPR is okay. to keep them going until you can get that heart restarted, um, you know, and, and take it from there. Um, so, yeah, so they're seeing that. Yeah, you, you know, your your mindset's not going to be in in finishing the game. Okay, now let me ask you a question. A little devil's advocate here. Not even that yeah. I disagree with you, but look, there's injuries that happen in football all the time, right? And they keep the game going. Yeah, why but those are injuries. This, why is the okay? Dude was dead. So dude was dead. Yeah. So if somebody dies on the field, then they should stop the game. I would think so. Yeah. I mean, that's you know. Okay. That, that's but no, no, no. Look, I'm not saying that there were people that were upset that they didn't do this and that they were like really mad about this. And my first thought was. It's a fucking game. Fuck you. Yeah, that's the bottom line. It's still a game. Like you're taking this way. It's a multi-billion-dollar game. You're absolutely right. But and, it's still a game, and you lost because of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, not necessarily. So what my son and I agreed on, since um, you know it, it was very disputed where we left it, uh, we're going to take the winnings and we're going to play a uh, hold'em tournament and winner take all. Just heads up, me and him. So that's how we're going to settle it. No, fair enough. Yeah, okay. that's what I said. Because right. initially we said, you know, uh, <laughs> we'll flip a coin for it. You know, we'll arm wrestle for it. You know, what, a whole bunch of things. And I'm like, all right, hold them tournament. And so that's that's how we're going to yeah, do it. Yeah, because you weren't going to arm wrestle your son. He'd beat you. Uh, yeah, probably. At this age. At this age, he probably would. You know, and it ain't like, hold on, well, it ain't like your a, son is not, you yeah. know, a dude that works out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, you know, he probably benches uh, 300 pounds. Yeah, you know, you're probably so. better off with a tournament. You're better <laughs> off hold him. Yeah, I got some old man strength in me that still, though. Yeah, you know? no, I'm not saying yeah. you don't, but he's, you know, 300, benching three. Like, we've had to move furniture and stuff, 
and uh like you know we're lifting something incredibly heady and i got my end he's like stop i gotta put it down for a minute you know so but in in straight up like arm wrestling type thing he he could probably take me yeah Yeah, you know in that in that raw core strength i think i still got him at least for a few more years well yeah because look when it comes to things like that though sometimes there's the the will of what happens yeah yeah it's you know it's that it's that mindset that oh shit i've done this a hundred times it's no big deal you know yeah so it's like yeah like I, I have that i have that in a weird way when it comes to lifting stuff and yeah. moving shit around yeah like, when like you i just have way do more it. strength just, than i should have yeah, yeah same here same yeah. here but you, you you know you you put the you start putting the 45 pound plates on the end of a bar he's gonna beat me yeah you know exactly, exactly. <laughs> so no doubt about that all right now the second thing that happened immediately following denny ham or uh, damar hamlin right was that there was people ben swan who we really like i yeah. like ben swan yeah came out instantly of this is from covid uh did he say it definitively i mean here's the thing i like ben swan but he on a few things has jumped the gun a little bit he hasn't been as thorough as he should have yeah. Yeah. What what he's saying is is that these things are happening to athletes all over the world. And here's the thing: there is a a significant amount of evidence um, that uh, specifically the uh, COVID vaccine in males uh, from like age 16 to 30. Yeah. It is. There has been a high number of correlated cardiac events not long after receiving the vaccine. So there is a building um, data set showing that there there may be some real connection between the vaccines in young males and cardiac events. Um, and I've actually talked to a couple of people in the medical field who have said, yeah, they're seeing a lot more young people with heart conditions um, that had no history of heart conditions uh, over the past year or two. So it's there is some smoke there. But to actually come out and definitively say that, that's irresponsible, I think. I, I think you want to – it's okay to ask the question. It's okay to say, you know, we really need to look into this more, especially considering that the uh, side effects with vaccines, by law, are very, very heavily uh, – they're very secret. Uh, the there's a voluntary adverse effects database called the VARES database. Mm-hmm. And we we've, we've talked used, about yeah this. we've talked about this before on the air, um, but it's completely voluntary. So there's it's funny with vaccines, and the government shields uh, the pharmaceutical industry from any liability whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So vaccines go into this whole different category where they really don't have to study the side effects, and it's the, any side effects are only voluntarily reported, so we have an incomplete data set. And on top of that, uh, if there are adverse effects from it, you can't sue the pharmaceutical industry. So it's, it's like, I tell you, as much good as vaccines have done for the world, it has uh, created such a, you know, a, a possibility 
for corruption, it's baked into the system. Uh, so because That's all a these good point, yeah, the, these pharmaceutical companies know shit. Well, we can just throw a vaccine out there, and it doesn't matter if it kills people as long as long as the government is is good is with behind it. it. Yeah. yeah, if the if the if government they're not, then they'll then they'll screw them over every day of the week and make you pay well, billions. You can't of dollars. put you can't put out a vaccine unless you get the FDA's buy-in. Well, yeah, no, that's know? true. And the it, the pharmaceutical industries essentially fund the FDA, so it's a circle jerk anyway. And the other thing is this though, and while it, if there's smoke, there might be even fire there. I do think that when it came to guys like Ben Swan. I do think, man, this one was a bad timing. Thing. You don't like yeah. this dude was still in a he was in a medically induced coma. You don't let's, jump in both feet on. That. Let's yeah. wait. And then and, and the other thing that I haven't seen, at least I haven't seen from Ben Swan is like you, you say that there's this evidence all over the place, right? Well, at this point, maybe you need to start cataloging it and actually doing the follow up on each individual yeah. instance yeah. in order to create the pattern, because I don't I'm not going to say that they're necessarily wrong, right? But I am going to say, boy, you got to be a little bit more careful Look, before you just throw that motherfucker out as he's still on the field fucking dying. If you're going to call yourself a journalist, you have to do the legwork. You have yeah, you to do, do the, the work. research. You can't say just, it's all on record. It's all documented. Yeah. You can't yeah, go Don't that go route. AJ on this. Yeah. You have to, you know, take a few weeks. You take know, a few months. Yeah, take, take as long as you need to compile the evidence and then do a report on it. And Ben Swan used to do that. I think he, I, he I really think he, used to do that. I think he jumped the gun on this one in yeah. a way. But it, it, this, look, at the same time, I'm not saying that there's he's not... He's jumped the gun on a couple of things yeah, recently. He's, yeah, yeah. He's ever slipping. since the Pizzagate thing, he kind of went down a different road. And there was some smoke there, but he didn't do enough research you know yeah i really wish ben swan yeah. would come out and get like the old ben swan but and here's the thing he wasn't totally wrong on that yeah uh, he, yeah he was he was he was getting close he got one but thing they, wrong and that allowed them to move exactly, the focus exactly. and that's the problem yes yeah you know when, if when he you, was more thorough about it <laughs> suck one dick cocksucker for life <laughs> exactly exactly so yeah i i don't that was not appropriate to come out with that having said that he might not be wrong. Well, yeah. Look, I'm definitely not taking that vaccine right now. And I'm going to tell you right now, I bet you a lot of these fucking athletes, right. whether they're going to say it publicly or not, are fucking pissed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they're like, you know, that might have something to do with it. Too many of these guys are just fucking falling the fuck out now. Right. Right. You know? Because well, here's the thing. That tackle was not overly well, hard. Here, Here's the thing, though. A again, this is something that can can happen with an impact to the chest and the way he made the tackle he did get a helmet to the chest so there is that possibility for the impact having caused the arrhythmia yeah you know so again that absolutely can happen it has happened you know people have gotten into fights got chest punts had a heart attack yeah you know so it, it does happen uh so but it's yeah i don't we probably won't ever find out the real cause on that that's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, yeah. Look, hold on. And, because and, there's a lot on. of people with a lot of power and a lot of money have a vested interest to make sure that the world does not believe that the vaccine causes heart attacks in young men. Well, no, no, that's yeah. true. And, and and here's the thing. In, 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 in a good news, though, it sounds like this guy's going to make a full recovery. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like he's doing better. He's off the ventilator. He's up. He's talking. There doesn't seem to so be any effects. Dis despite anything else that we've been talking about. He's going to be OK. He's it's he, looking he, like he sounds gonna be like okay. he's going to be he's going to do well. Will he be able to play again? That's. Who knows? 
Yeah, yeah, but you know, look, the fact he is, he might is not that get medically cleared. The fact to play is, again. the fir- if the first thing he said was that they win, who won, yeah. what a good sign. Yeah, you know, yeah, like right. what a really good well, sign that was. And it shows that he's completely lucid, and you know, he he, he didn't knew- lose anything. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see what happens. But like I said, but hold on though, it seems like it's going to end on a good note, or at least as good of a note as it can end on. Right. And that you know, look, all the look, maybe the power of prayer, if you want to look at it that way, because everybody, a lot of people praying for, like, him. like they were, look, they stopped the game, they stopped what was going on in order to make sure that this guy was. Right, you know that this right. guy was taken care of, and it's not like the NFL was going to step up to it because as he's not fully vested, but the NFL was going to go ahead and, and pay for everything. Do you put any credence into that? What the power of prayer? Yeah, I didn't used to. Yeah. I do now. Do you? I this, this I wouldn't say that. I didn't say that. I don't think this is the impetus, but sometimes it just seems like it, I don't know what you want to call it. Positive vibes, the power of the mind, the power right. of prayer. I don't know what you want to call it. Right. But I will say that I think there's something to it when everybody collectively just wishes for somebody to get better. It it does seem that somehow the universe reacts to that. And I don't, you know, claim to know for a fact how that is. I know what I I believe and hope is the case. Uh, but um, there's there's something there. You something know, it, something it, something's there. Something's there. You know. The, I don't know. And you're right. I can't explain it. It's not explainable. But look, I, here's the thing. I firmly believe in a. I believe in karma. I do believe in karma. I do believe that that sometimes Maybe. if you do something good, that something good's coming back at you. Maybe you know what I mean. Yeah. Like so, I don't know why that is. And sometimes I believe that again. You want to call it religion. You want to call it God. You want to call it whatever you want to call it. That sometimes things are put in front of you for a reason, man. And you know, it's it's it, it, sometimes you get what you, you don't always get what you want, but you get what you need. <laughs> you get what you need. <laughs> Not to go all Mick Jagger and Rolling Stones on right? you, but you know, like there's something yeah. to that, man. There's, there's, there's got to be something. I mean, there's there's just uh, you know, I, yeah, hard to say. Hard to say what it is, but it, right, how it, much time we got? It left? feels like it's there. We got about uh, three minutes. Oh, we don't have enough time for this one. Which one? No, I do not want to go down the road with the porn one. Oh, no, damn, we got to save that for one. the second all right, hour. All right, well, folks, well, let's do this. Let's do this. We'll do one first here. Which one quick? The Terminator DFC one. Because they say, and this might have been the reason for Ukraine, by the way, why we were going to fund it so much. Drone advances in Ukraine could bring the dawn of killer robots. Like, the one thing that you hear about <laughs> Ukraine all the time is that the drone attacks. Right. Right? Yeah. That's a bad... Not something you used to hear all the time, and now you hear it's a combination of eh. drones and missiles. Eh, and so that's not true, man. We were using drone attacks through the entire war on nah, terror. No, 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 no. But there's a difference between using the drones, kinda, and the way that they're using drones now. The way well, they're, they're using yeah. drones now, and you got to remember, a lot of the drone attacks are being done by like Iran's making those fucking drones. It ain't our drones getting made. It's Iran's drones getting made that Russia's using on the Ukraine. Just, on the Ukraine just wait till the Taiwanese war. Oh, my God. You're going to see drones like nobody's business because you got to remember that right now you're dealing with essentially Ukrainian-made drones, Russian-made drones, Iranian-made drones. Those are kind of like the, the, the minor leagues of drones. You just wait till the U.S. and China are going at it. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, that's going to be some good killer robot shit. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this is one of those things where you see this part and you're like, boy, we are entering a new phase of oh, evil yeah. in this world, yeah, man, where the- it's going to be, you know, they're going to and they're going to be drone warfare. It's going to be drone warfare going left and right, man. These guys are. And it's a lot of it's going to be shit. completely AI controlled. Which yeah. <laughs> we are so close to AI Terminator. controlled drones. We are okay, so that is, close to Terminator. You know what a bad sign that is, though? 
Like, that's, know, a, that's a bad sign. You know, I, I, I spent the last week thinking of ways to actually kill off the AI. And I've got some ideas, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of things I'm working on. I, I don't know if I want to go into it now, but, uh, you know, we'll maybe maybe we'll touch on it a little bit in the second hour. But if you'd like to hear more, uh, you can join us in the second hour. You definitely got to talk about this Louisiana porn thing because yeah. that's just classic. Um you join us in the second hour, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Sign up, become a subscriber. You get a whole bunch of free swag. You get a copy of my book, The Cassandra Trigger. You get an Anarchist Guild challenge coin and a whole bunch more. We'll see you on the other side. Yeah.